Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Happy Tuesday, August 9, 2022. Welcome to Elijah Streams and the Elijah List. This is the written portion of what we do. Uh, man, things in the news, things in the news, man. Things are popping and hopping and God is on the throne. Nothing that has happened, including what happened yesterday uh, in the state of Florida. Nothing shocked or surprised or took God by surprise. There's a plan. So um, we're going to be talking about that in the days ahead. Um, um, let me just say this one thing to you. Keep your eyes and ears open for um, surprise shows that we throw in there without warning. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. Just keep your eyes and ears open and be prepared to t- tell other people, hey, there's something going on with Elijah stream. So that's the only thing I, I'm going to say about that. So keep your eyes and ears open. We will have, we will be talking about the events of Florida uh, on and off in some part or other for the rest of the week um, and talk about implications and all that. So I don't want you to think today's show has been pre pre-scheduled. We, we, Lou, we're going to bring Lou on here in a second. And we're talking about uh, the whole role. Ro- I'm not going to say the word because we're being audited these things. So all about RVW. How's that? So, uh, but we're going to talk about role and, uh, it's going to be exciting today, but don't. I don't want anyone to think, oh, we're just ignoring what happened in Florida. We are not. Trust me, trust me, trust me. So, all right. I don't have any other announcements, and nobody's alerting me to anything. So, without further delay, let's bring in Lou Engel, my friend Lou Engel. How are you, Lou? Steve, I love you, and I love Elijah List, and it's good to be back on after quite a few years. Yeah, we, we were just checking. I guess it was 2020 we had you on. Um, I can't remember if it was before or after that fateful day in November, but it was right close to that time. Lou, I have a question for you. I, I'm, I'm gonna, you didn't know I was going to do this, but I was going to comment on this. Years ago, I don't know if you remember this, I came up to you, we were at our ACPE meeting together, the round table. And I, and I know that rabbis do this where they move, they, they worship by moving their body. And I said, and I said, Lou, so why do you, when you're on a program, why do you do that? And I think you said, I just always have. I don't know. What else have you come up with? Anything yeah, more? Well, yeah, yeah. What's so amazing is I've, I've done it since age one. I, I don't do it just when I pray. I do it all the time. All the time. I broke springs in my parents' couches. <laughs> it was my meditation. I thought, well, maybe something's wrong with me. But I was preaching in the upper room in Dallas uh, last year. I've had a real awakening on Israel. And I was preaching, and suddenly the Lord just spoke to me, and he says, now you know why you've been rocking for 69 years. Wow. I put you in front of the wailing wall, and you did not know it. We had a major dream that the wailing wall was my assignment. And so now I'm living with this sense that this was my calling, to be an intercessor and to mobilize prayer for Israel. So that's kind of given me kind of an, an explanation, Steve. Yeah, I mean, you. So as a kid, your parents must have tried to figure out why you were why you were rocking. And it, uh, my sense is, it gives you more. And plus, not only if, because you're doing the Lord's will, there's almost a sense of peace that comes on you when you do that. Yeah, I, I, I've heard that. I've heard this kind of thing that is it, it actually is healthy for the human heart and the human mind. It's a a type of meditation because I could I would just do that as part of probably my my prophetic calling in some ways that I would just do this for hours and meditate. Wow. I didn't always meditate about God and His purposes, but oh, I tell you, it's it, I just do it all the time. So I, I hope you don't get offended or get dizzy. My wife gets dizzy. <laughs> she has to sit sit at, a, at another part of the table or or whatever. Uh, but uh, it just wow. helps me it helps me go. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and but beyond that, have you always been as high, a high energy person as well? I mean, you just go. Well, you know, I, I, Steve, people would think that way. I am a very low producer kind of guy. I'm I, when God was handing out left brains, He left mine out. I couldn't build <laughs> anything. So when I try to make stuff happen, it doesn't happen. Mm. I get anxious. I have to stay in peace. So I need guys around me to mobilize what I get, but I'm more of a, 
a prophetic teller of stories. And when I get into anxiety and trying to make phone call, I can hardly make a phone call. You probably know that. No, I, I don't I, know that. But I mean, because I'm a little bit that way. I don't like phone calls. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can hardly make them. And so, you know, we're in within two months of this mobilization gathering October 8th in Colorado, Colorado Communion. And I'm thinking, you know, I can't make it happen, but God can. And so I'm just saying I'm going to be at peace. I'm going to meditate and I'm going to proclaim the message and see what God does. So, you know, someone uh, said this, great leaders give articulation to that which is being groaned in the masses. When we get the right sound, bones rattle and movements occur. I look back to the year 2000 when we put 400,000 kids on the mall in the first call in D.C. Uh, 22 years ago, Steve, September wow. 2nd. I was there. And you were there. there. Yeah, I was and there. It was, it was a remarkable moment in history, but we told nobody who the speakers or the worship teams were. We told, uh, we, we said, it's, uh, it's not a festival, it's a fast. You come, you fast 12 hours. Why would anyone want to come to that? Except the sound was when there's no hope for a nation, when there's no remedy, blow the trumpet of Zion, call a fast, gather the elders, gather the people, and they came. I'm just saying, Lord, I want to hear the current preceding word that causes mass movement to take place. Wow, wow. Well, do this. Go back to the, to your beginning with the whole uh, fight about Roe. How did this begin in you, you and your life, and how long have you been fighting this? Uh, I'm just going to say Roe v. Wade. I'm, you know, I can't not say that. Uh, yeah. If for any yeah. reason anyone we get knocked off, you, we just go. We're on Rumble too, so it, it yeah. won't be knocked off. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah, well, in 1999, I really need to go back there, Steve. In 1999, I prayed a prayer that has defined the rest of my life. There are some times when you pray a prayer or a moment takes place and everything shifts at that moment. And from that, from that moment on, everything that you do is seen through that, per, uh, that uh, prophetic lens. I prayed, how can I turn America back to God? I don't know how to understand it, Steve. I just knew this. Somehow, I had gotten a hold of God. I could cry just talking about it. Wow. And uh, sorry. No, go for it. No, I mean, and, no and within a couple of weeks, a woman came to me. That, well, you know the story. And she said, you don't know who I am, but the Lord told me to pay your salary this year. Because you're going to start something with the Youth of American Prayer that will change the destiny of the nation. She paid my salary, Steve, for 15 years. Oh, my goodness. When the Columbine shootings came, uh, when it was at 1999, when she, she said, have you ever thought about putting kids on the mall like promise keepers? I said, ma'am, I, I prophesied it a year and a half ago. She said, I'll give you $100,000 to start it and started this movement, which was the call, the call uh, uh, where for, for 15 years before we ended it in 2018, stadiums, arenas all over the nation and the world took place for massive fasting and prayer. I look back and I have to look at that as the beginning because the whole issue of Roe actually is connected to that original prayer. You cannot turn a nation back to God unless you deal with the issue of the shedding of the innocent blood of the unborn. Yeah, You cannot have a national decree and think a nation's going to turn back to God. So that so 2000, uh, 2004, which is quite a stunning but actually, 2003, I was reading a book by William Wilberforce uh, about William Wilberforce on the plane, and I was weeping, reading, and the Lord said, you'll raise up a prayer movement for the, end, for the ending of abortion. And I, I didn't know what that meant. And then Cindy Jacobs, that scary lady, she, she, says, she says, if you don't put kids in front of the Supreme Court, God will remove you and put someone else in your place. Whoa, that's a word. I, I said, Cindy, I got to hear that from God. So in the year 2000, I believe we inaugurated a, 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 a court case at the call with 400,000 for the issue of the Supreme Court and this case. Because I remember the day before, Dutch Sheets came to me and said, what are you going to do on the day? And I said, and I gave him my schedule and he came to me and, oh, Dutch is so intense. He says, I didn't bring my people to do this. I brought them to pray. I Whoa. went back in my room, in, in my room uh, that was right across a, a condo, right across from the Supreme Court building, 
And there I wept and wept. My 13-year-old boy came in. We wept together. I said, God, I don't like the schedule, but, you know, I'm willing to shut it all down. We'll just lay in the mud for, for 12 hours. And the Lord spoke to me. I, I didn't even know it. Psalm 82, God judges the judges. He presides over the great assembly. And I knew at that moment God was presiding, and it was about the judges. So, so there's 400,000. This inaugurated a court case. And then in 2003, 2003, we did a, a in the Cotton Bowl, a major gathering on the issue of life. And, um, and James Gull, that, that prophet friend of mine, gave me a word that the call will be shut down for three years, and then it will be raised up sovereignly again. Well, the board said, let's shut it down. Let's do the word. I'm thinking, why should we be shutting these things down? But it was the word of the Lord. We felt it was the word of the Lord. And it was at that time in 2004, I raised up, I, I gathered 70 young people for 50 days and 50 nights of day and night prayer, literally day and night, made makeshift dorms for guys and gals, makeshift showers in an African-American church warehouse. And we prayed and worshiped day and night for 50 days and 50 nights, praying for one thing, give us a pro-life president who will give us pro-life judges for the ending of Roe. We prayed for revival. We prayed for the race issues as well. But that was the main subject. And so 30 days before that elections, we, uh, the Lord gave us a revelation that we were to move to, to D.C. and establish a house of prayer. We found a place right in front, uh, uh, right close to the Supreme Court building. And this young man that had fasted two years on a Daniel fast, Steve, this stuff is amazing. He had fasted two years, young 20-something. No meats, no sweets on a Daniel fast, praying for the ending of abortion. He said, I asked him a couple of years ago, why did you do that? Did you have a, a, a burden to an abortion? He said, not really, but I knew you did. And as a son, I wanted to fulfill my father's dreams. Come on, Steve. Wow. He wow. gets a dream during that 50 days with thousands of people with tape on their mouths with the word life written on it. And we went and 70 kids stood in front of the Supreme Court with that tape. And they've been there for 18 years. We've oh, they've been there for 18 years with the life? 18 years. This is this is stunning, Steve. For 18, when we moved, went there in D.C. to two, in 2003, 30, 2004, before the elections, I received a phone call from the woman, a woman who worked in the Supreme Court building. She said, I heard you like a special tour of the Supreme Court. I said, yeah, I like that. She said, meet me on the side door. I meet her on the side door, and she says this. She said, years ago, I lived in Florida, and I got a prophetic word from the Hammonds that I would one day be working in the Supreme Court building, and when I was there, Roe v. Wade would be overturned. Oh, man. I'm thinking, who am I talking to? And then she said, and I had this dream uh, just two weeks ago that Justice Ginsburg asked me to be her assistant. And she said, the week, next week, Justice Ginsburg, in reality, asked her to be her assistant. I'm oh, talking. Man to the assistant of Justice Ginsburg. I asked her, is there a basketball court in the Supreme Court building? Because I heard there is. And she says, as a matter of fact, there is. And it is exactly on top, on the third floor, where the Supreme Court holds its hearings. And she says, and they call it the highest court in the land. The highest said, court in the land. <laughs> I said, take me to that court. I stood on that over the Supreme Court and declared the ending of road pro-life judges. And here we are today. America has seen a massive miracle. This young guy with the tape on his mouth had this dream. We did that. And then we said, hey, if we turn that life tape into life bands like the Livestrong bands, we go back. We can start a Martin Luther King movement to end abortion like they did in Birmingham. I was thinking, wouldn't that be cool? We could have a million People praying five times a day with their life, man. Plead with this prayer, Jesus, I plead your blood over my sins and the sins of my nation. God, end abortion, send revival to America. But I said, we need a, We don't need a good idea. We need to know it's God. The next day, an African-American young guy walks by, knows nothing. He says, had you turned that life tape into life, man, I'd go back to my hometown, Birmingham, and start a Martin Luther King 
If you take that life tape and the life that I go back to my hometown, Birmingham, start a Martin Luther King movement to end abortion. We, mm. we have been praying this prayer and taking communion in front of the Supreme Court five days a week for 18 years. Our teams have been there. And recently on February 2nd, a, a Nigerian prophetic lady had a dream. She was standing in front of the Supreme Court with me and our team, and she took off my life tape. And she put tape over her forehead and it said, it is finished. And Whoa. she woke up and knew that Roe was done. But that's not what God spoke to my heart. No, it is finished. The blood has done its work. The blood of Jesus, communion, 18 years. I believe we've seen a miracle. And if that prayer is true, God, end abortion, send revival to America. Then we are believing for something that is connected to communion and the blood. And we're calling it the Great Communion Revival. God's not done with the Great Awakening for America. Oh, man, that's fantastic. So I, I was going to ask you, Lou, what your thoughts were about how do you, I mean, we know that the answer is God, but how do you process the fact that uh, after Trump was not in office, after it looked like the Supreme Court had gone sour, after they were returning all kinds of negative uh, we're not going to hear this. We're, this is not doesn't apply, and it looked like they were they had gone the other way. How do you process that? All of a sudden, out of nowhere, they voted to overturn. What What are your thoughts on that? Oh, <laughs> we got awesome thoughts. <laughs> Which, what's What's really wild is that the Lord gave me that the word from His book. You'll raise up a prayer movement for the ending of abortion. So when the movie Amazing Grace came out about Wilberforce's life. I got in late to the movie, is just starting. So I ended up sitting down on the bottom, looking at the movie with my head crooked like this. My daughter and my wife found two seats at the top. At the end of that movie, I'm so moved by this. Yeah. I, and the Lord speaks to my heart. You preached in a movie theater when you were a young man. Can you still do it? Whoa. And I said, oh, don't, 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 don't do that to me. Don't do this to me. But as the bagpipes are playing and the credits are rolling at the end of the movie, people are standing up. I turn around, I lift up my hands, and I say, let's pray. Everyone stops. And I said, God, I pray that you would raise up a Wilberforce in America who will end the slave trade of abortion in Jesus' name. I stagger out of the room and a lady comes up to me and she says, I was thinking at the end of that movie, if that guy Lou Engle were here, he'd stand up and start <laughs> preaching. And then you did. When President Trump got elected, the Lord spoke to me. He's the Wilberforce. He gave us three pro-life judges. That even yeah. when he was out of office, he had done his Wilberforce job. I'm convinced that's why God raised up President Trump, among other things whether you like them or not. And here's the crazy thing. All of these judges, the one we dreamed when we first moved to D.C., we dreamed that a justice, a man named John Roberts, would be the next ju justice. I know he went AWOL in some ways, but we dreamed it, and, and, and George Bush put him in. Then we had a dream that the man from New Jersey would be the next justice. So we interceded, and, and Scalia from New Jersey, became the justice, the Supreme Court, who's been a giant for us. Then we, th then uh, Matt Lockett, who's run our ministry there, dreamed that a man was, a, a, a champion would arise. Gorsuch means champion. They prayed for, they prayed for weeks and months for the champion to rise. Then they dreamed three or four years ago, he dreams that he's talking with Vice President Pence's wife, because she's all concerned about the justices. And he says, and he whispers to her, remember the name Amy Coney Barrett. Whoa. They've been praying for three years. Who that said, Amy who Coney said, re, who said, remember Amy? Matt Lockett, the guy that's run, he's the amazing guy that's led this really for 18 years on yeah. the ground, the Bound yeah. for Life movement. Yeah. He dreams this. So they knew it was divine intelligence. 
So they prayed it for three, four years. And look what's happened. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. See, I, I, I just want to say we need to turn our prophetic into our prayer movement. We need to have divine intelligence to strike it. And this was a great story on how that unfolded, Steve. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, uh, talk about uh, now everything turns to the states, and that's a brand new set of battles, I guess. What it, you Talk about that. Well, yeah, Steve, you know, I, I, I've gone back to this. When I, I live in Colorado, I, I just found out my grandfather and grandmother actually pastored in Colorado Springs where I live. It's, this is my land. And when Roe v. Wade ended, uh, uh, our, the governor of, of Colorado passed this egregious bill, basically legalizing uh, um, legalizing the um, the uh, abortion of, of babies up to the moment of birth. Mm. Very agree. And something stirred in my heart, and I said, I can't just sit here. I'm, I'm still under an assignment from heaven. And I, I, I felt the Holy Spirit stir me, and then. Four dreams from different sources. Two, a, a couple dreamed the same dream that night at the same uh, the same night that I was resurrecting the call again, which I had ended in 2018, resurrecting for at least one more gathering, and the Holy Spirit began to stir inside of me. Colorado means the color red, literally in Spanish, the color red, and the Holy Spirit began to speak to me that he wanted to release the blood of Jesus that for 18 years has overcome the powers of darkness. I want you to bring the, the cover, the blood of Jesus to the state of Colorado. Now for years, about 19 years, we've been having dreams about something called the, <coughs> the, um, the, the Great Communion Revival. I go back to, to, to 19 years ago, uh, uh, my prophet friend had a dream that a woman was opening a treasure chest and out of it words came out and it said, Lou Engel now has the gift of faith for the great communion revival. That's wow. 19 years ago, pondering these over the years. And then in, two, in about 12 years ago, I was up in Redding, California with Bill Johnson and I have a dream. In this dream, I say to Bill, where can you catch fish on the Sacramento River? And Bill Johnson said, you can catch fish where the river turns red. I run down the river. It's the river of the sacrament. It's the revival of the blood. Oh, wow. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, wow. The centerpiece of this revival is not going to be an evangelistic movement, a prayer movement, a pulpit movement, church growth. But it's going to be the lamb at the center of the throne. He's bringing us back to the centrality of the body and blood of Jesus, where we can only find unity because we're his body, even with differences of eschatology and all that, God is saying, I'm going to bring you back to the communion table. Come to the table. I run down the river in the dream. The river turns red, and fishermen are all along the banks hauling in fish. And in the dream, I woke up out of the dream, and I knew there's coming something about the blood of Jesus and the great harvest in America. And I called the dream the redding of America. <laughs> That's so, amazing. <laughs> yeah, this is this is amazing. Then, then my then my friend, another man, gave a dream and he says that the, he saw a, a chapel, and for miles people were lined up to get into the chapel. And in the dream, it said it's the Great Communion Revival. Really? And in the dream, he said this revival will far eclipse every other revival. I'm proclaiming it, Steve. I believe that the blood of Jesus still has a revival stronger than the rebellion in America. His blood yeah. is enough. Wow. So with this word, then my friend had a dream, another dream. Sorry, it's all dreams. If you hang yeah. around the dream no, team, I mean, it's good. a dream string, join yourself to a dream team, and you do the Martin Luther King thing. You change history by following the dreams of God. Yeah. He had a dream, and he saw this interactive map on this wall, and it was, it was a place of great betrayal. Steve, you know, this the world is going into betrayal. Yeah. It's terrible betrayal. We've we got to be armed 
to fight bitterness and resentment. In this dream, people were taking communion along this place of betrayal and wherever they did, lights would explode. And then in the dream, they were receiving BB diplomas. But there was another communion uh, taking place and it was a toxic brew of bitterness and rage and anger, resentment and unforgiveness. And they were receiving BA diplomas. And whenever they took this toxic brew communion, the darkness would just spread through the interactive map. But in the dream, the BB diploma people overcame by the authority of Jesus, the BA. It's the better blood people versus the brethren accusers. It's changing my life, Steve. Every time I want to say something slightly negative about a brother or a movement of Christian, the Lord said, oh, you're one of those BA guys. I think we need to stop. We need to speak a better blood than our than, than this brethren accuser. We're killing one another. And the Bible says in Revelations 12, which I believe is the last revival, they overcame the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testament, left out their life unto death. These wow. are some of the dreams that were coming. And then this year, early this year, I uh, we, we felt like we were to take communion for 40 days. And by the way, Steve, I don't know if you've heard this, but wherever I go, people are taking communion. Yeah, I take it daily. We've been taking it daily for about five years now, five, six years. See, I, I'm late on the scene. I'm proclaiming what already is. There is coming a come-to-the-table kind of movement wow. where the church begins to loose the word of Jesus on the cross. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Not demanding rights, but Father, forgive them. It's good. I, I, I just know. So in this, in this uh, 40 days, we're taking communion, and there was a book on in the house, and it was called the Power of Communion by Benny Johnson. Benny Johnson, our dear sister who just passed away. Yeah. And uh, I, I just returned just two days ago from, from the memorial of Benny Johnson, an incredible time. Ooh. And I, I read her book and I realized, oh my goodness, she's been taking communion, studying this and loosing this revelation for years. And I realized I had a divine book in my hand that God was speaking to me about this great communion uh, revival. And so what happened was I went to Israel, did a great communion service with uh, Jewish and Arab brothers, blessing, forgiving one another. I came back uh, and I had a dream two days later. And in the dream, I'm talking to Bill Johnson. I have my headphones on. And in the dream, I can't remember the dream, but I'm tr trying to tell him the Sacramento River dream. And in the dream, uh, and in the dream, I take my headphones off, which I know is Isaiah 50. I want to open your ears to listen. Like what? You, you've got to get this, Lou. You've got to open your ears to the message I'm trying to speak. I couldn't remember the dream when I, I, I took the headphones on, and it's like I begin to prophesy. Oh. The same dream to Bill. And I said, Bill, it's the great communion revival. I begin weeping in the dream. And I realize when I weep in my dreams, it's the Spirit of God confirming deep within me yeah. of what he's trying to give birth to. And I couldn't shake the dream. So two days later, I asked if I could come and, and take communion to Bill and Benny Johnson two months ago. And I came there and I came there and I said, Benny, I did not come here primarily to pray for, for your healing. I came here, to, and I told her the prophetic storyline. I came here to take communion with you, and that if you pass away, I'm asking you to lay your hands upon me. Whoa. That I would carry your legacy of the great communion revival of what you've walked in and your revelation. And she lays her hands upon me. We take communion. She lays her hands upon me. And here I am two days later on Elijah's list, proclaiming a prophetic word, and I'm proclaiming it. The blood of Jesus is so powerful. During that 50 days, I, the Lord had me study and watch nuclear uh, bomb tests. The power of those bombs, the Russian bomb, the Tsar bomb. And I'm watching this, and the Holy Spirit speaks to me, and he says, Lou, you have no idea why I'm sharing this. 
that in united massive communion, you reenact the same power. I loosed a bomb when I went to the cross and I said, Father, forgive them. The veil over the whole world was ripped. <laughs> he, he said, principalities and powers were divested. The church has no idea of the power of unified massive communion, forgiving one another and speaking the better blood of forgiveness rather than rage and anger. And I, it, it rocked me. And the Lord began to stir me up through this, that, that now with 50 states, the battle has come. I am holding on October 8th, a communion gathering in the Broadmoor World Arena under the shadow of Pikes Peak, America's mountain, where America the Beautiful, the song was written on that mountain. Oh, really? I didn't yes, know that. This is America's mountain. We actually had a dream that under this mountain, Isaiah 25 came in the dream. On this mountain, I will prepare a feast of fine wines and rich foods. I know it's an eschatological passage, but in actuality, in the dream, this friend of mine knew it was a communion service. And the next scripture, it says, and on this mountain, I will remove the veil that covers all nations. I am calling all of Colorado. And I don't know if anyone's coming. I've only got two months to mobilize. It just started. But we had a prophetic word that God was going to do a miracle in October. So we're just going for it. The first state that legalized abortion, 1967. Also, Columbine, the first school shootings that really went public. Because you did not hate bloodshed, bloodshed will pursue you, it says. We don't understand it. Even if guns are stopped, bloodshed will pursue us because we haven't, uh, we haven't hated bloodshed. Once Colorado loosed that decree. It opened its, itself up to the judgments of the Lord. But we're coming to Colorado and the Colorado World Ring for a seven-hour gathering for worship, for pleading the blood of Jesus over our state, for praying for our governor and saying, Father, forgive them, and then taking the body and blood, forgiving one another, and then daring to believe for the presence as he comes in the body and the blood. How often he, he wants us to take it often. Says, as often as you do it, I think it's a whisper yeah. from, from Jesus. I think he's actually saying, I want you to listen to me. I want to do this often. When he said, how I eagerly desired to take this Passover. He was longing to share his body and blood. And it's almost like a sacrament. It's in the presence of the body and blood when we take it. He comes near. Healing is in the blood. Healing and, and deliverance is in the blood. This is what we're believing. So we're coming to Colorado, the first state, and I'm calling people from all 50 states, come and gather, and let's go back and begin to hold communion gatherings in our cities, in our own homes. Apply the blood to the doorposts of our own homes. Wow. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. I am believing for a window of mercy. When I started this, how can I turn America back to God? I believe I may be stepping in to one of the greatest revivals that we've all believed for. And that's why I'm on this phone with you, Steve. And, and on, can you clarify on the Colorado one? So does, is it, you're, this is like the first, sounds like of several different states or a number of states or lots of, or all the states, but this is to fight on behalf of uh Colorado to repent on behalf of Colorado is that the primary focus with the community or how no it, it, it was actually the uh, the the, uh, the the thing that ignited the, okay. this thing it's the great communion revival okay the the, the communion it's revival the, is really what the, it's a it, national thing is what you're well i'm only in dreaming states but i'm looking at uh, I, i'm looking at dallas in 122, the 50th anniversary of Roe, is this incredible that, that Roe v. Wade ends in the year of Jubilee, 49th year of Roe v. Wade? Yeah. It's let my people go. I'm believing for a spiritual jailbreak, deliverance everywhere. friend of mine is launching something in 2023 called Come to the Table. It's John 2023. It's, it's, the guy has the hand of God on him. His name is Peter Lewis. And and, uh, and and he's written a book called Keep the Blood Warm on the Blood. And it's John 20, 23 in 2023. And John 2023, 20, those sins that you forgive, I forgive. 
What if we would begin to gather and forgive our nation, even though she hasn't asked for an apology? Wow. That's, that's what thought. Jesus did. He didn't ask for an apology. He went to the cross. Father, forgive them. And the veil is ripped. We're coming for the presence. We want to come to the presence of the, uh, but, but we want to come and plead the blood. Not, not an angry movement, but we right. also want to see a reformation. In Listen, it took 18 years for, at least for our prayers, for the issue of abortion, uh, for, for Roe. If it takes 20 years, can Colorado turn to God? Yeah. Can Colorado have righteousness in high places? I'm dreaming about a gathering in Texas. I'm with this Kansas thing that just took place where the state literally voted for abortion. Uh, yeah. uh, it's just shocking. It's bloody Kansas. It's another sign. Are we going to a civil war? I just called someone and said, you must hold a massive communion service to restrain the judgment and loose the mercies of God through the blood of Jesus. I'm dreaming about 50 states. I don't know if I'm to do it, but maybe even as I'm speaking, leaders will pick up this prophetic sound and say, I'll do it. I'll begin to mobilize my state. What if all across Colorado, as we leave this, this gathering on October 8th, what if people are taking communion day by day by day, thousands pleading the blood of Jesus on, on their children that are, are lost? I plead the blood of Jesus, bring, the, bring them back home. I think we're in a great day of revelation in the breaking of the bread. It'll open our eyes. And so, Steve, I, I, I'm just trying to find my way right now, but I'm believing yeah. that God will not fasten my soul to a dead end vision that started when I prayed a prayer. How can I turn America back to God? And he sent me a mil multimillionaire to fund 15 years of stadiums of fasting and prayer. Oh, and, and I was going to ask you about that issue because is this stadium event coming up in Colorado, is this paid for? Are you, uh, you didn't ask me anything about raising funds. So I'm just asking you, is this a, a already paid for through your uh, partners or are you, or can people donate into it or how, what are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's actually an 8,000 seat, very historic arena uh, under, okay. the, uh, the, uh, under the shadow of Pikes Peak. Okay. It's actually in the movie, The Miracle, that movie where I, I won't go in that story. It's an amazing yeah. story. But no, it's it's not funded. I just started. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, if I have a thousand that come, I know they will be the radical core and I can do business with them. Okay. If 8,000 come or with thousands join online, I don't know. But no, it's not funded. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a good question because people will want to know that. And I, people need to know. You said nothing to me about doing this. I just felt led to, to ask you, you that. So communioncolorado.org. I guess we probably got that. My staff yes. actually got that for you. So communioncolorado.org. Okay. That's good to know. That's really yeah. good to know. It's it's my first step in, into the 50 states. And, and wow. Into this. It, it's my first step. Well, I'm certainly going to donate into that. I know, I know a lot of our viewers will. Because we can feel it, we can sense it. I mean, in the same sense that your call to end abortion was that dramatic, you're, what I'm sensing from what I'm seeing from you is it's that dramatic about this call for communion revival, isn't it? It's that. Oh, it's, I, I, think I'm, I, think, I think it's the greatest story because it's all about Jesus. Yeah. You know, for, for me, it was fasting. I did 40 days of fasting, but I didn't connect it. Every day I fasted. I would take my stand pleading uh, the, 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 the victory of the cross and the spiritual battle that I was in. And I realized that fasting, extended fasting, is actually the launch. But the weapon, the arrow, is the blood. Isn't and that I, great? I, yeah. I, when, Jesus, when Jesus ended this, you know, he was close to the end. He was about to, and the next day, I think, is or after he's saying as long as you take this bread and drink this cup you're going to show the lord's death till he comes and that's never that never went out that, that's the these are the elements that this is communion this is what christian it's like the one sacrament that we simply it would be silly to avoid it because it's it's healing it's power it's forgiveness it's atonement it's it's boldness it's the spirit you know uh, and so you're seeing now the whole stadium full of people taking communion at the same time under the same spirit. 
what we're going to do, actually, it's an 8,000-seat uh, arena. I'd like to invite all those watching. Come. Yes, please do. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. Come model. See, we, we're just trying to find our way, but we're going to model something, I believe, that's going to be taking place throughout our nation. Just come. But, uh, but what we're going to do, Steve, is we're going to have a very low, uh, a low stage. And in the center on the floor, we're going to have a spotlight on the body and the blood. And we are proclaiming, we're going back to the early church. They ate together in their homes. They broke bread. They ate the, the Lord's uh, Supper. They, they, they apostol, I, the apostolic teaching, and it was day by day. I think we're going back to family. We're, we're going back to meet me at the table. And why can't we meet with differences but speaking a better blood? I, 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 so, yes, so I would like to invite people to come. Yeah. You can go to communioncolorado.org. The website's just getting, just gotten up, and we're, we're doing filming. And uh, I would love representatives that burn for their own states. Oh man, this is just a super, Jesus super powerful, Lou. And I didn't tell you, Steve, that after after the three years were up, God suddenly raised up the, the call in Nashville and 77,000 gathered and they put that life tape on. It was a sign to the nations. It is actually, it is actually, it's not a protest, it was a prayer meeting. Yeah, we were giving voice. We were identifying in prayer with those who have no voice. I was there too. I was at the call. I was at the in Nashville with Evan, and, and I remember the. Uh, I think were you part of? Were you one of the leaders in the Million Man March? Were you were you upstage on on the stage at that one? Uh, you called you mean a, Promise Keepers? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what I'm call, talking about. Did you no, speak I at that? No, I wasn't at Promise Keepers. But uh, but promise keepers is what, is what inspired us to go yeah. to the mall with the young people. Yeah, what was amazing is, of course, I'm from the state of Oregon, which is a hard left state. At least they want us to believe that. But they filled that stadium uh, that Nike's made famous because that's where the Tennessee was born. That I think it's Autzen Stadium or something like that in Eugene. They filled that for promise keepers, and uh, why why we thought after that that that. Um, because it was filled to the brim, and why we thought that was a left state. I just don't even think we're really a left-leaning state. I just think they want you to think that is the case. So, Are you in Oregon? I'm in Oregon, yeah. Steve? We're, yeah. Uh, the prophet got James Ryle, who was really the guy that gave the word to uh, Coach McCartney. Yeah. Promise Keepers. He had a dream. And he had a dream of the storm of revival coming over the Northwest. Thunders and light, it was revival. But in the dream, on the, uh, the scene changed, and the word abortion was written over America. And in the dream, the, 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 the storm shuddered to a stop. And a man from the Midwest reached up, pulled the storm over Oregon and Washington into America. I believe with Roe v. Wade, it may be the time that God sends the great revival out of the Northwest. Wow. And I believe the man from the Midwest was actually Promise Keepers. I don't know if Promise Keepers did that. I don't know if they took it on. But recently I talked to the leader of Promise Keepers. He said, we are going after abortion. So men, let the men rise up as well as the women. And let's see this revival. Come. Yeah, and, and let me just ask you just a couple more minutes on that part. Roe v. Wade is overturned, and I'm... I'm going to state the obvious, but you're. But I'm going to state it with a little more emphatically. You're saying that by no means is the abortion battle won. It's oh, just, no. yeah. I mean, this is we're just getting warmed up to the abortion battle. It seems. I think I think Roe has released a gift of faith all over the body of Christ. There you if go. this happened, then God could do anything. Oh. I'm I'm praying Bob Jones's prophetic word. He, he's given me this assignment, but. Before he passed away, 100,000 LGBTQ saved and transformed. Whoa. Listen, it, 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 that's what, when we did the 50 days and 50 nights, we saw these letters, AHA, uh, two tornadoes coming. And it was abortion and the homosexual agenda, not people, the agenda, the spirit behind it. 
And in the dream, we were given an assignment to to uh, to restrain those two at the AHA. Well, here's the crazy thing: we 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 drove to DC. And we're going to go to D.C. We didn't know. And the guy said, well, let's just look at Psalm 70 because we're going to have to go Highway 70 to D.C. Let's see if God confirms this H.A. word, A-H-A. And it says in Psalm 70, let those who seek to destroy my life uh, and seek to turn me back, let them that say, aha, aha. Oh. And we uh-huh. just were riveted. And we knew we were to go to D.C. Well, if Rose ended, I am believing that what the hippies were, to the 60s and 70s Jesus movement, I believe the love of God is going to come with such a wave of LGBTQ that yearn to be, actually yearn to be free. Many do. I believe God's going to come in another Jesus movement, and wow. I'm just declaring it'll be on the front pages wow. of magazines. What is going on? Can we pray for that, brothers and sisters? Yeah. Let's believe for that. Yeah. Well, Lou, uh, speaking of prayer, as we're kind of winding down, go ahead. If if you feel led, pray for the people and whatever God gives you. You know, as we wind this up, I would love to hear you pray. Yes. Well, I I want to pray. Wherever I go, I pray for people to get dreams. I don't understand it. Paul said, I come to part of spiritual gift. God brings us into revelation. Uh, to, to to create movement, break apathy, mm. see things from a different perspective. Father, I pray right now. Yeah. All those watching, even on Elijah list, mm-hmm. and Elijah is about how how to turn a nation back to God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would release prophetic whirlwinds around the people that are watching. You would stir them in the name of Jesus. I just reminded. I just the Lord just reminded me. I just had a dream two nights ago of a 21-day fast, I, I fell on my face, and I said the committed will get breakthroughs on the 21-day fast, and, and, uh, and I, I was weeping in the dream. We're calling 21 days fasting up to October 8th. October 9th is actually the Feast of Tabernacles. October 4th is the Day of Atonement. Let's, for 21 days, plead the blood of Jesus over this nation. God, let this be the year. I pray, God, Stir communion in homes. I pray that moms and dads would unite together in praying in in communion, praying over their children that are in great battles of their souls. Mm, I plead the blood of Jesus over marriages Mm. in Jesus' name, that the blood will wash their thoughts, their minds, all the You would break the brethren accuser that's in our own homes. Lord, by by begin to speak in your better blood, I yeah. pray that God, uh, husbands and wives, would begin to speak a better word over their spouses. In the name of Jesus, I'm praying for the unity of the church, that the accuser of the brethren be thrown down, that, God, we would find ourselves near the river of betrayal and find a grace that says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Even now, I pray, people are so broken. In this bitterness that can't get over, I lose a grace. The grace that was on Jesus, the very creator, the greatest injustice in history, the one who loves human beings and died from. Lord, when he said, Father, forgive them, he also released grace to all of us to say, Father, forgive them. I pray for that in Jesus' name. I am praying that revival would break out in their homes. I am praying in Jesus' name that we would be in the days. I pray for 50 states. I pray you raise up voices of adoption, voices, for we want the children in Jesus' name. I am asking for this, and I thank you for it. I bless Elijah List. I bless Elijah List that the very name would become its fulfillment. Turn a nation back to God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Lou, we love you so much. Appreciate you. You know, I I found out offline before we went on. You just a really skeleton staff. You're, you, you know, in between these big events. You, I would have thought you had twenty or thirty people. You just got a yeah. couple. You and who else? My my son Jonathan and my that's wife. amazing. And uh, and uh, a beautiful man uh, that does is my COO, and we do the best we can. And uh, of course, we get censored and things like this, and it's just challenging, but. But I, 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 God, I don't understand it, Steve, that 
God gave me a voice to create movement. Wow. If Dreams come too. in world, wild stories and whirlwinds, and I just talked about yeah. it. Yeah, you know I the only the, the two people I know the most who 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 are led by dramatic dreams is Dutch Sheets and yourself. Every time I hear you speak, you talk about the dreams that God gave you, and they're always profound. And they're anywhere from a Dr. Seuss dream to all the stuff you said. <laughs> you know what was that? Uh, uh, something about. Something about the who I can't think of what what was that dream about? We, we had a dream of this house, and it said the who, and in the attic were all these old books, and that were helpful for the future. And the next day, I get a, 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 a an email from some guy, and he says, "I got this book that I think is a key to the ending of abortion, and it's this book, Horton Hears a Who." So I sent it to you guys. You guys sent it out, and then. You got a report back from a woman who worked in a daycare center, and she said there's three confirmations to the word Whoa. of the important here's a who at my daycare center the following day. The first one was a young kid that came in with a Horton Here's a Who backpack. Another came in and had a Horton Here's a Who <coughs> shirt on. But she said the third one, a kid came in, a kid came into my uh, uh to the daycare center said, I had a dream last night, and I dreamed of Horton Hears the Who. And all and all the little Who's were not saying yah. They were saying stop. Oh, man. That, you guys sent this. I forgot that we had done that. Yeah, that was years ago. I'm still in shock and awe of that. <laughs> That's just... Every voice. And people, listen, we prayed, but people have been on the wall working in every arena. Glory to God for everyone that labored. God just gave us a certain niche to pray the blood of Jesus and take so communion with the Supreme Court. So Lord. good, so good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Hey, a quick reminder, everyone. Cat and myself will be on Cat and Steve on Wednesdays. I always get the name wrong. Wednesdays with Cat and Steve, I think, is our official title. So anyway, that's going to be great tomorrow, as always. God bless you, Lou. We thank you so much. And we'll be in touch about that whole uh, event event i'm going to be donating into it myself so thank you so much have a great day everybody and Bless we will you. see you again tomorrow bye-bye right. thanks man bye-bye this has been elijah streams thanks for listening for more episodes like this you can listen to the elijah streams podcast at elijahstreams.com on apple google and spotify Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.